Three parables are presented to us by Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, but to do them justice, it would take too much of a homily to try to cover all three, so let's just pick one, the parable of the mustard seed. It's a parable that we have heard so many times we haven't memorized, right? We know know it. A guy goes and sows mustard seed in a field, and it grows up into this large plant, and its branches spread out, and all the birds of the air gathered there. We know it. Or do we? What we think it is about is about taking small faith, just a little bit of faith, and that faith can grow, and that faith can be of use and uh, good for other people. And we would be right, but only halfway. And whenever we only see half of a thing, we don't see the whole thing, and therefore we miss the full impact of what Jesus is trying to say about the kingdom of God. The rest of it comes in a twist. As is an often, but not always, parables have a twist. And usually the twist itself is the key that opens up the rest of the parable for us. And that's the case here. The twist is this. As Jesus is telling Jewish people this, whose primary economy is agriculture, he's saying, you know, a man goes and he, he has a field and he spreads um, mustard seeds in the fields and boom, it grows and all the birds of the air gather here people would have heard this and said to themselves, why would a farmer plant mustard seed in a field? And the reason why is that Jews saw mustard seeds, mustard plants, as weeds. Weeds. So in their mind, they're thinking... How can you say that the kingdom of heaven is like planting weeds in a garden or on a farm? They're useless. Are you saying that the kingdom of heaven is useless? So they actually would have been insulted by this parable. But they wouldn't have understood it. So the twist is that it's a mustard seed, and mustard seeds are weeds. Why does Jesus use this image to describe the, par- the kingdom of God, that this is what the kingdom of God looks like, and this is what it's to live like? Here's the reason why. Because he knew the age that he was living in, and he knew what every age of the Christian church and Christians would encounter. They would encounter people who sees the Christian faith as a weed. Useless. And of no value to them. And we've seen this up and down history, but it's not just among people like today and in other ages, who come against the, the, the Catholic Church or the Christian Church in general or, or Christians specifically, 
who come against us as atheists or agnostics or, or, or people who have um, um, a, a, an axe to grind. Or people who um, are threatened by us or don't share our values and don't want our values and want our values to go away and attack us. Like in today, we're seeing on the news statues of saints being taken down and churches being burnt, right? And we encounter people in our lives who look at us and they find out that we're a Catholic Christian. And sometimes they're pretty boisterous about that, right? But it's not just that. It's also any persons among our family and our friends and our close associates and people that we go to school with and work with who say things like this. I don't go to church because I don't get anything out of it. I prayed to God once when I needed him, and he didn't answer, translate the way I wanted, and therefore I have no use of him. I pray, but I don't feel anything. I don't get anything out of it. So what's the use? Or religion... Being a Christian is all a bunch of rules and hoops to jump through. In every case, what they're saying is, my faith, the church, God, praying, it's all weed. It's useless to me. And that's what's happening today. And Jesus saw it. In his age, he's an eternal God, and he saw that it is going to be like that until the end of the ages. And in fact, remember that these three parables that we heard, they're a set, they go together. I don't have time to go into the other two, but they interpret one another. So for instance, the first one, just an example, is a parable of the weeds and the wheat. And the, the, the people who are working in the field want to pull up the wheat. But God says, no, wait until the end, but let the weeds and the wheat grow among themselves. And the end I'll sort it out. So the, the Lord allows the weeds to exist and allows us, who one day will either be considered the wheat or the weeds, to exist until the end, until the harvest. But here's the thing. If we consider a relationship with God, our faith, our church, our membership, our community, all that, they're all combined. It's the kingdom of God here on earth. Wheat and weeds together. We have it in our churches. We see it all over the press, right? Weeds and wheat. But if we live this way, as if the church is in our faith and prayer and going to mass and stuff is a weed to us, then we become the weed at the end that the harvester gathers up and says, listen, you saw this as useless. And so it gave you, it it was useless to you. No good came out of this. And bundled up and thrown away into the fire. And we're thinking to ourselves as Christians that we don't need this stuff. Or I can go it alone as a Christian. Do my own thing. 
I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Make it up along the way. Well, that's part of the parable too. So Jesus saw this coming. Therefore, he said, the kingdom of God must be a weed. It must be a weed. Yes, there are people in the world who don't value the kingdom of God. And just follow that, right? In, in, in the age of Jesus and in our age. There are people in Jesus' age and people in our age. Who they do their own, they, they're the ones who say, these are the seeds I'm going to plant in my life. And these are the seeds I'm going to plant in society. And here's how I'm going to grow it up. Here's how I'm going to grow up. And, and, here's what I'm going to do with my life. Here's how I'm going to help people, not help other people. Here's what I'm going to become. Right? They do that. And then the last part, here's what I'm going to consume. So you plant seeds, you grow it up, and here's the stuff that I'm going to take into my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, my relationships. Here's what I see as productive produce for me. And that was the case with the Jews in Jesus' time, literally with the agriculture, but also with Christianity in general. And it's the same today. There are people out there who are just doing it their way according to me. And we are such a consumeristic society, right? We will eat anything. We will consume anything. I'm not talking about food alone. So much that is being produced in our culture and being shoved down our face and into our throats, we're taking it into our lives and our relationships. And when we do that, and that's what we value, then we don't value this tiniest of seeds. The Jews had a saying, it's as small as a mustard seed, or it's almost as big as a mustard seed, or it's no little, no, no, no bigger than a mustard seed. They believed that the mustard seed was the smallest seed in their age. So we don't regard our Christian faith or we just see it as something very small and insignificant and so we don't plant it. We don't plant it in our lives. We don't plant it in our marriages. We don't look for a spouse who will plant it in our marriages. We don't plant it in our families. We don't plan it in our churches, in our schools, in our cultures, in our governments. Right? Because it's insignificant. It's a weed. But Jesus says, yes, it is a weed, and here's how the mustard seed grows. And every Jew knew this. You put it into the ground, the smallest of seeds, and it begins to develop a phenomenal, deep, and wide root structure. And then when it finally starts to grow up, it grows tall, like 10 feet high, but it is a weed. It's, it, it looks like a bush. It, the best way to describe it in what we would see as an image is a tumbleweed out west. 
but green and tall and big and plush. And also, once it's grown up, the roots are so deep and firm and wide that no one can come and rip up the roots. No one else can take that away, and the farmer himself can't pull it up. And that's just Jesus' point. Is if we allow the seeds of faith, like a mustard seed, to truly grow and grow roots inside of us, then no matter what happens out here in this world, with all that it's consuming, and all the effects that it's having upon us, there will be no one who can come and rip up the faith from us because we are rooted deep in the ground of God, in the kingdom of God. And here's the other part of this. It's beautiful. Is that no matter what happens to us, or even what we do, even when we greatly sin, when that faith is deep inside of us, we won't uproot it. We're... We're firmly planted in the kingdom of God of his love and his mercy and his forgiveness and reminding us who we truly are, son and daughter of God. And we won't rip it up in order to replace it with something else that we want to plant. Here's the thing. When God presents to us the parables, when he presents to us to the kingdom of God, have you noticed that almost all the parables turn the values of this world upside down? And that's the case here. But it doesn't stop there. Because every Jew knows, and Jesus refers to this, that once it gets big and plush and green, birds of the air come. And they make their nest in the mustard seed plant. And not just a bird raising a family, but multiple birds They become a community. They become unity. They become a family. Now extend that out of the the literal. Jesus is saying that when we grow up like this, then all of society, other people, will actually start coming to us by the way we're living our lives. And they will see the love. They will see the belonging. They will see the acceptance. They'll see their dignity here. They'll come into community. They'll be a member of the family. They'll feel forgiven. They'll they'll, they'll grow up and know who they are and why they're in this world and what their purpose is and, and, and that they're not alone and they don't have to do it alone and what their mission in this world is. This is what Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is like and needs to be like. And why? Because he knows what every age is going to do. Treat Christianity as a, as, a, as a weed. And when we treat Christianity as a weed, and it, the kingdom is not our highest value, then guess what begins to happen in that society? It begins to fracture. It begins to unravel the fabric. The things that are our firmest foundations like law and order and education, they begin to unravel our economy. Uh, The stuff that we've relied upon for our identity, taken away, washed away, right? 
And Jesus knows this. And if you look at history, it's repeated over and over and over again like this. So that when this happens, let's just call it a storm. A great storm happens. When this happens, guess where birds fly? For shelter. For refuge. Guess where people will flock? To a firm foundation. To truth. To a place where they're not judged. To a place where they're accepted and loved. To a place that won't lie to them either. Who tells them their true dignity and their identity. A place where they're a member of a family and a community with a purpose. That they, their lives matter. That they have meaning. And a place that will get them from this world into their true home. You see what Jesus is saying in the parable of the mustard seed is this. In order for all this to work, you have to value a mustard seed. And so do you, and so do you, and so do you. You have to value your Christian faith, your church and your community, your relationship with God. The scriptures, his commands, his grace, his gifts, his life, his plan for your life. You have to value, no matter how small it may seem to you, you have to value it. And see it not as a weed, but as the greatest treasure, a beautiful garden, a wonderful harvest for your life, and one's for your loved ones and your family and your friends and your classmates and your boyfriends and your girlfriends and your spouses and on and on. Because when you do that, then what you'll do is you'll see what the other part of the parable is about. You'll take this small thing, our faith, that the world sees as small, right? And maybe at times we see as small, And we'll just do a little planning with it every day. A little bit of prayer. A little bit of mass. A little bit every day of reading the scriptures. A little bit of reading the lives of the saints and what they went through and how they got through it. A little bit of virtue building. A little bit of getting rid of sin. A little bit of helping others and being selfless. A little bit of remembering God throughout the day and thanking Him, and praising Him, and loving Him, and speaking to Him. And when you plant a row like this across your life, with these little seeds, then those seeds, by doing a little bit every day, they grow up. First they grow an expansive root system. Then they grow up, and they become this big faith that other people when they see you living this faith with strength and boldness and love and openness and, and, and beauty, they will flock to you like birds of the air and you will give them shelter and refuge and a life. And then the last part of the parable is this. As any farmer in Jesus' time would know, then those birds take that seed that exists inside of them 
as they're in that bush and eating from its fruit, they go out and they drop that seed in every other place. And then another bush and another bush and another bush. Another Christian, another Christian, another Christian. And then a church like this becomes full and overflowing. And then the birds go out into the world. And they call more and more back. This is Jesus' vision for the kingdom of God. And what you have to ask yourself is this. Do you value this little seed called faith? And if you do and you live it, so much of so many people's lives will come through you into the kingdom of God. And if you don't, and you see it as a weed, then you become the weed.